There has always been strife in the Middle East. Since Israel's rebirth in 1948, the Jewish nation has fought eight recognized wars. Along the way, there have been countless other skirmishes and attacks made against Israel. Bible prophecy tells us there is a much bigger war still to come, and the stage is being set for it right now. That's our subject on this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report, a podcast in which we learn how we can keep watch and find hope as we grow in our understanding of Bible prophecy. This is Steve Miller. This episode is being taped at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando, Florida, at the Harvest Prophecy booth. Today, we're going to look at the latest news in the Middle East and see how it dovetails with what Bible prophecy tells us we can expect to see happen in the days ahead. Ezekiel chapter 38 provides a fascinating preview of a major invasion that will be carried out against Israel in the future. In this episode, we're going to look at some puzzle pieces that are coming together in preparation for that invasion. If you have studied Bible prophecy for any length of time, then you are aware that Israel will be at center stage during the last days. Scripture reveals to us that during the end times, God will appoint two witnesses to proclaim the gospel within the city of Jerusalem, as well as pronounce judgment upon the world. We're also told that God will appoint 144,000 Jewish witnesses to speak for him all over the earth during those days. Scripture tells us that a new temple will be built on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, and that at the midpoint of the tribulation, the Antichrist will desecrate it. He will bring an end to the Jewish sacrificial system and demand that people worship him alone. While the Antichrist's future kingdom will encompass the entire world, Israel will be ground zero for all that is happening. One of the most fascinating prophecies about Israel during the end time appears in Ezekiel chapter 38. The chapter begins by telling us about a group of nations that will carry out a huge military invasion against Israel. We know this attack had not taken place yet because the nations involved have never worked together as a coalition before. That is a major clue that this event is still in the future. Within this prophecy, we are given the names of the nations that will carry out the attack, nations that are in existence right now, in our day. Many Bible prophecy experts are in agreement about the identity of the nations that will band together to attack Israel. Based on careful research about the ancient place names and their modern-day equivalents, these nations have been identified as Russia, Iran, Turkey, Libya, Sudan, at least part of Afghanistan, and possibly Algeria, and a few other nations. What's distinctive about this Ezekiel 38 war is the sheer size of it. It's going to be a monumental attack. There have always been wars and strife in the Middle East. We hear constantly about tension between Israel and the surrounding Arab nations. But the war described in Ezekiel 38 will be unprecedented. The attack will be so large and so swift 
that Israel would be overwhelmed and appear to have absolutely no chance of surviving. Israel has always lived in hostile territory and has always managed to survive. It has successfully pushed back against its Arab enemy and has even prospered to the point of becoming one of the more powerful nations on earth. Against great odds, Israel has endured and prevailed, all because God is faithful to preserve Israel. But the invasion described in Ezekiel 38 is unlike any other. It will be so overwhelming that at first it will seem as if Israel will finally be defeated. We are told in Ezekiel 38 verse 9 that the enemy forces will advance like a storm, like a cloud covering the land. The attack will come quickly and it will pose a great danger to all the land. Again, we know this prophecy has not yet been fulfilled because the nations listed in the opening verses of Ezekiel 38 have never banded together for an attack against Israel. With very few fragile exceptions today, the Muslim nations that surround Israel have always been hostile toward the Jewish people. And in Ezekiel 38, we see this hostility reach fever pitch. The nation listed here will bring their military power together and they will attempt to wipe out Israel. Back in 2020, when the Abraham Accords were signed between Israel and four different Arab states, it appeared that the chances for peace in the Middle East were improving. The Abraham Accords included agreements to increase trade and diplomatic ties between Israel and the Arab nations that signed on to the Accords, and there was a cautious optimism that perhaps more Arab countries, including Saudi Arabia, would sign the Accords. But in recent months, we've seen new developments take place in the Arab world that could threaten those fragile ties and bring about setbacks. The biggest change is the new diplomatic ties that China has encouraged between Saudi Arabia and Iran. For decades, Iran has been the big bully in the Middle East. And Saudi Arabia, another major power, has been at odds with Iran. The two countries have not gotten along. Iran has gone so far as to carry out destructive terrorist activities in Saudi Arabia. Because Saudi Arabia has viewed Iran as an enemy, Saudi Arabia has not minded when Israel has carried out secret attacks against Iran's nuclear program. For defensive purposes, Israel has also found it necessary to carry out airstrikes in Syria to protect itself from Iranian military weapons that have been shipped into Syria. Over the years, as Israel has defended itself, Saudi Arabia has stayed quiet. It has not minded the fact that Israel is helping to keep Iran in its place. Israel is not the only country that doesn't want to see Iran build nuclear weapons. Saudi Arabia also does not want to see Iran develop nuclear weapons. Because if it does, then Iran will become an even bigger bully in the Middle Eastern neighborhood. In fact, over the past several months, Saudi Arabia has been clear about its desire to create what it calls a peaceful nuclear power program. Yet the crown prince has also said that if Iran develops nuclear weapons, then Saudi Arabia will do so as well. And there are some who are concerned 
that this would start a nuclear arms race in the Middle East. Because China has encouraged Saudi Arabia to be on friendlier terms with Iran, this puts Israel in a tough spot. Again, in the past, when Israel has defended itself against Iran, Saudi Arabia has been silent. But with Saudi Arabia now working toward building ties with Iran, that could very well change. If Saudi Arabia normalizes ties with Iran, that will make it tougher for Israel to carry out secret attacks against Iran and Syria. Up until now, Saudi Arabia has quietly let Israel defend itself, and it has even let the Israeli military use the airspace above Saudi Arabia. But will that change? Will Israel now find it more difficult to defend itself if Saudi Arabia becomes friendlier with Iran? Recently, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu reached out to the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia and expressed Israel's desire to normalize ties with Saudi Arabia. But so far, up until the time of taping this podcast, the Crown Prince had declined Netanyahu's request for the two of them to meet in person. So far, there haven't been any sign that Saudi Arabia plans to be among the nations that signed onto the Abraham Accords. Also very significant is the Arab League's decision to welcome Syria back into the league. The Arab League is a group of 22 nations in the Middle East and North Africa. These nations meet together on a regular basis to cooperate with one another on issues of interest to all of them. Back in 2011, Syria's membership was suspended because civil war had broken out in Syria and President Assad of Syria was killing large numbers of his own people. This civil war has continued for the past 12 years, but it is finally now winding down, thanks to help from Iran and Russia. Assad has regained more control of his country, and now the Arab League has said that Syria is welcome to rejoin the League, provided it meets a certain set of conditions. This gives the impression that the situation in Syria has improved. But from Israel's perspective, the situation has gotten worse, not better. While it's true the civil war is winding down, the result has been that Syria has become a puppet nation of Iran. Iran now controls much of what happens in Syria, and Iran provides funds and weapons for many terrorist groups that are based in Syria. Iran has also increased the number of weapons it has shipped into Syria, weapons intended for use against Israel. So even though Iran and Israel are about a thousand miles apart, because Iran has such a major presence in Syria, it's as if Iran is right on Israel's northeastern border. This means that Israel's greatest enemy in the Middle East is now right next door. Another development is that the Arab nation of Jordan, which has been at peace with Israel since 1994, is working to restore relations with Syria. Jordan has long been one of Israel's more peaceful neighbors in the Middle East, yet Jordan is now talking with one of Israel's worst enemies. There is great concern that for Jordan to rebuild ties with Syria could cause the peaceful relations between Israel and Jordan to diminish. Turkey and the United Arab Emirates are also in talks with Syria. We're seeing more and more of the Arab world open 
to welcoming Syria back into the Arab community, which means at the same time, these Arab nations are embracing Iran because Syria is a puppet of Iran. On a different front, in recent weeks, a terrorist militia group known as Islamic Jihad fired several hundred rockets from Gaza into Israel. In response, the Israeli defense forces carried out precision attacks to destroy the rocket launchers and weapons based in Gaza. During these rocket attacks, another terrorist group known as Hamas, which is also based in Gaza, was silent. Iran strongly urged Hamas to join forces with Islamic Jihad and to increase the number of rockets being fired into Israel. But Hamas held back, at least for now. What we're seeing is Iran working through different terrorist groups in lands that surround Israel. Iran has military proxies in Lebanon and Syria, which are both to the north, and they have more military proxies located in Gaza and the West Bank. Through these proxies, Iran has surrounded large portions of Israel, making it more vulnerable to large-scale military attacks. It's also interesting to note that for many years, Turkey and Iran have been on opposing sides of the civil war in Syria, but now Russia is encouraging Turkey and Iran to talk with one another and to reconcile their differences. All in all, we are seeing stronger ties develop between the nations that are listed in Ezekiel 38 verses 2 to 6. The more these nations build ties and support one another militarily, the more we can see the stage being set for the Ezekiel 38 war. Things are moving in the very direction that the Bible said they would. This should encourage us. The fact that today's events line up with Bible prophecy is confirmation that God really is in control, even as the world seems to be descending into greater chaos. The final outcome is in His hand. There is coming a day when Jesus will return and set up His throne in Jerusalem. Yes, the end times will be filled with horrible destruction and judgment, but all of that will come to pass. And when Christ returns, He will immediately begin to rule the earth in majesty and power and glory. And He will make Israel the center of His kingdom, and war will be replaced with peace because the Prince of Peace has the government upon his shoulders. Thank you for listening to this episode of Foreshadows Report. It is wonderful to see how God is at work bringing about the fulfillment of prophecies that he declared thousands of years ago. We don't know when the Ezekiel 38 war will take place, but we know it will occur because God's track record for fulfilled prophecies is 100%. If prophecy says something will happen, we can know with certainty that it will take place. If you found yourself spiritually enriched by these podcasts, I hope you'll share about them with others. We are now in Season 4, and we have an archive of 50 past programs on a wide variety of topics relating to Bible prophecy. These programs can be found at my website, stevemillerresources.com There is another website I would like to mention as well. It is the Harvest Prophecy website. 
On it, you'll find many articles written by trusted Bible prophecy teachers. These articles cover a wide variety of topics and provide a wealth of excellent teachings on Bible prophecy. To read them, you'll want to go to HarvestProphecyHQ.com. That is HarvestProphecyHQ.com. This Foreshadows Report podcast has been made possible by Harvest House Publishers, and I'm grateful for their support. And I am looking forward to having you join us for our next episode.